This is Women in STEM Career and Confidence, the podcast for scientific and professional women who want to restore confidence, make meaningful impact, and balance the things and people that mean most to them. I'm Dr. Hannah Roberts, and I'll be sharing with you insights and inspiration into the mindset and skill set to help you navigate your career and lead powerfully. It's recorded live and outdoors. So anything could happen. Good morning and welcome to the show. You'll all be pleased to hear I can run again. My back is um, good enough for that. No longer decrepit old nearly 40 year old. <laughs> so welcome to the show this morning. And again, I'm answering one of the questions that came up in my free Facebook group, Breakthrough Unleashed, which I'm live in right now, hopefully. Otherwise, uh, the rest of Facebook is having a nice, uh, a nice watch this morning too. So the question is, how do I actually overcome imposter syndrome? And I did respond back to this question and said, how is this showing up in your life? But I didn't get a response to that for this particular question. And to be honest, it does actually matter. I was going to say it doesn't, but it does. So just briefly, what is imposter syndrome? Most of you will probably know this because it's, a, it's not a pathological condition it's, um, or a psychological condition. It's more a set of behaviors and characteristics that have been determined. So um, it's kind of characterized by pushing through, self-sabotage um, and things like that. It comprises of three different layers. We've talked about this before and the inability to internalize and own one's successes. And the three layers um, to that are either feeling like you've gotten lucky or gotten away with it. <laughs> you know, something was unearned or undeserved in some way. The second layer is using um, kind of shining the light on other people. So um, not really taking on those achievements. If someone says, that was a really great project, you say, oh, uh, couldn't have done it without this person and this person and this person and we train people to look away from us and when we do that we can start to feel isolated or even extremely unknown by the people around us but it really is characterized by resentment and then the third layer of imposter syndrome is minimizing language so we say things like oh it's no big deal no big thing anybody could do that trained monkey could do my PhD <laughs> whatever it is that you kind of say you squash those achievements and over time our brain catches up with that and cottons onto the fact that it's no big thing not a big deal and we kind of um, we never really celebrate or feel deeply those achievements then so if those are the characteristics of imposter syndrome how do we actually start to overcome it well First, we have to kind of understand why it's there in the first place. And imposter syndrome really is a collection of limiting beliefs that result in behaviors. And sometimes I give the example of, say, hmm, no, I'm going to give you a different example today. <laughs> I think this is how um, you could really tell that my imposter syndrome was showing up in the workplace when I was a scientific project manager. So when I was a scientific project manager, I used to spend a lot of time really perfecting the wording of emails. 
So I would have an email in its draft format if it was going to multiple different um, stakeholders across the world if I was requesting something. And I would keep going back to it, just rechecking the wording, tinkering with it, making sure that it was all really clearly laid out. And I was spending a lot of time and energy on something. Now you might say, oh, well, that's just, you know, improving what you're doing. Yes, but I was spending a lot of time and energy on proving and seeking approval from other people. Because what's the upshot of that? If I send something and it's unclear to somebody else or it offends somebody in some way, if I've asked, it, asked something, then it's gonna cause a problem back to me. So when it comes to imposter syndrome, I want you to look at the places where you're feeling unsure of yourself or you're getting um, spending a lot of time or energy on something way beyond what really that situation should actually take. Because what we want to do is discover what these situations actually are. And you, you probably have a really good idea of what they are already. You'll know when you get triggered by stuff. Like say you've got um, a big X on the calendar to say that you're doing um, a big, I don't know, presentation next week and it's on your mind already, you know, you're already into overthinking syndrome. What if this happens? What if I can't answer the questions? Blah, blah, blah. You'll know because there'll be an emotional flavor to the triggering. So you've probably got a good idea, but start to, over the next couple of weeks, really find out exactly everywhere you've got an emotional flavor to something, or you're worried about something, anxious about something, um, you feel angry about something. Whenever you've got an emotional flavor, so my emotional flavour with those emails would have been a little bit of fear, anxiety about what might happen if I don't get it all right. And then we've got to dig down underneath that. So once you've got something with a situation that you can assess, then you can start to, it's called walking the cat backwards. So really understanding what's driving that behaviour in the first place. And a great question to ask yourself is, not logically, but irrationally. Get into the irrational part of your brain. What do I worry will happen if I send an email and um, and it offends somebody across Europe? Well, um, maybe I say that I'm worried that my PI will hear about it and that I will um, get told off. Why do I worry or what do I worry if my PI, so you ask yourself the same question again, keep digging down. What do I worry if my PI tells me off? Um, I'm really worried that it will change the perception of me in her eyes. And why do you worry about that? Well, I'm worried that um, how that will affect me long term in my career and that I won't get my contract renewed. And what do you worry about that? Well, then I won't get a reference and I'll probably never get a decent job again and I'll end up blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and we've got to really dig down into the core of it. And when you get to the core of it, you'll know because it will either be a statement, like a, a statement of limitation, or it will end up in an emotion. And it's that stuff that we need to deal with. The vulnerability underneath all of these presenting behaviours, that's the real issue. Because once we can deal with that, we can actually move forward without the imposter syndrome. So, for example, if I dig down really deep into um, what I've just said, I came up with a limiting statement. If I don't get this right up here, I'm never going to get a job ever again, a decent job ever again. I'm going to end up working in 
McDonald's. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but in my mind, you know, um, that would be a tragedy, tragedy for me. So you've got to take that statement and you've got to really look at it from lot and assess it from lots of different angles to find out is the real we're always going to find some form of truth in that yes of course it's true but we've got to unpick it and really find out whether it stands up you know if you were to take it to a court of law and say <laughs> if you take it to court of law and say um am i never going to get a job again if i don't have a reference from the previous job the reality is probably not when we can start to really unpick these limiting beliefs and see them for what they actually are, a limitation rather than the truth, then we can start to move beyond them and go, actually, that's not so helpful. Sometimes we need some help with this as well. So sometimes you're able to see them for what they are, poof, you can kind of uh, dissolve them into smoke and move forward. And sometimes we need some help and support with that because it's not an easy process if you haven't been trained like I have to find these and if you're not equipped with the tools to help people release them. So for example, or you have special tools to help people release from emotions and emotional baggage from the past. I have special tools to help you challenge beliefs and questions you take yourself through. And I have special tools to actually help you find them or help me find them and how to get separation from those thoughts, beliefs, emotions, and actually, if we're thinking about it, fundamentally change the way that we identify with these things. So if you're able to do it for yourself, fantastic, but don't be surprised if you need some help and support with this particular piece, because it's what underpins all of the behaviors that we, um, that we might not enjoy about ourselves. The thing to remember here is that if I was to pick you up and put you somewhere else, you know, if you were to pick you up and you're saying it's just the job that I'm in, it's just the pressure I'm under right now. If I was to pick you up and put you somewhere else, like the grass isn't always greener. We take ourselves with us wherever we go. So we need to make sure that whatever behaviors are happening here, we actually deal with once and for all so that we don't replay them out in different scenarios and situations. And often the way that we show up in one area of our lives is also reflected in other areas. So for example, if I'm finding it really hard to say um, no at work and I'm trying to avoid conflict at all costs at work, I might also find that I'm the one at home martyring and doing everything for everybody at home while other people are sat watching the television. <laughs> True story that, <laughs> not anymore. So I hope that that was helpful today and gives you a place to get started. I would start with assessing where you're finding you have frustrations, triggers or emotional flavoured responses to things and what's actually digging down under the surface, what's actually going on there. That's the stuff to deal with, that's the stuff which helps you move beyond imposter syndrome. If you need some help and support with that, do reach out to me. Um, obviously that's my area of expertise. <laughs> so there's also in this particular group, Break to Unleashed, I've left them up there actually. There's three workshops called it's how to move beyond imposter syndrome day one is understanding more about where these thoughts and beliefs come from day two is looking how bonding patterns how um, that that causes challenges with interactions with other people and what to do about that and day three I've got six gold standard tools and solutions that go in way more detail than this but you do have to dedicate a couple of hours to watching that workshop series 
So if you're not in the group, come over in the group, grab that workshop series and make a start on this because these behaviors and emotions affect every single part of our lives. They keep us stuck, they keep us small, and that's not when we're gonna make the biggest impact in the world. That's not when we're gonna show up as our best selves. So do take the time to work through this because it's gonna make, ooh, I'm in a tunnel. It's gonna make all the difference. This is the key to everything. So I hope you have a really good day and I will see you all very soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Women in STEM Career and Confidence. To get further support in your journey, join me in Breakthrough Unleashed on Facebook.